Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic extra strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Visit cornbreadhemp.com and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. Stressful new year? Don't sweat it with Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy... Wednesday to you. I even just then wanted to say Tuesday. It's game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. It's a good day to beat Vanderbilt. And that's what the Cats will look to do. Sweep the season series tonight, 7 o'clock, a Wednesday game, which I admitted yesterday doesn't... The other one, two weeks ago, didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. This one... I don't know. I think to, I think the Wednesday is the day that ends up dragging out as you're anticipating and waiting for the game. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush had some UC unexpected chaos as a dad this morning. So it's two days in a row. Was it? Well, yeah. well, yeah. But the Tuesday was just a just a big stinky. Sometimes those can can trip you up. But that is certainly falls under UC territory. So. Um, so he'll be here soon and we can, we can run the show as we wait. It's a rainy morning. I guess this is the start of this team 50. That lock you out, Roush? Yeah. Well, you know, safety first. You don't have a key? Uh, I brought the spare key. This is a little chaos getting out the door this morning. One thing, uh, they didn't tell you in the baby classes, TJ, your kid's going to get sick about once a month. Just for, I don't know, in perpetuity. I have a feeling even as they get older, if you got more, they'll even their way out. Um, and this morning, sick kid did not want to wake up because he woke up at 3 and then didn't fall back asleep for like two hours. So when it was time to go, he was very mad. He was fighting. We made it out the door, but it was um, I had to fight back, you know. I had to give him an old knuckle sandwich. Oh, Tell him who's boss. Don't give a sick kid a knuckle sandwich. It was a joke. Oh, okay. not very good. So you, one. D- you didn't actually no, give no. your kid a sandwich but he, full of knuckles. He was actually 
he was fighting pretty good. So, you know, he had to, hey, come over here. We're going to Grandma's. Hey, it's Groundhog's Day. What what did the gopher see? I don't think he sees anything until like 7.30 or so, sunrise. It's coming around the corner, though. I think last I just year saw, I remember watching live while we were doing the show. I just saw NPR tweet out that Milltown Mel, who was one of the Groundhogs for years, has passed away. Oh, no. Yes. So is that Phil's cousin? Oh, no. They, they couldn't get a replacement in time. There's no groundhog? Yeah. Wow. What are we going to do? Is it just never I mean, going to be coming, spring? It's coming from NPR, so you don't know how true it is. But. Liberal media. This does seem to be. This does seem to be an accurate report. My thing is, how do they know it's the same groundhog every year as it is? That's, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, I guess technically, like, you think there's a conspiracy to replace it? And how the hell do they know? How the hell do they know it's going to pop out of its hole at a certain time and, on a certain day? And how do they know <laughs> how it predicts the weather? Well, my thing is to, they probably just got to a point where they're like, well, we could get a replacement. But this would be a good way to generate pub. Like, Groundhog Day canceled. Oh, so you think it's like a play on global warming or something like that? Yeah, it also could be the plot to like a Disney Channel original movie. How can you predict the weather in such unpredictable times? <laughs> <laughs> or it's the South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe like, now. Uh, Carmen maybe, stole the, the groundhog. Maybe now it will be. Are they going to do it another one later? I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. <sighs> the year without a groundhog's day. Not as near as disastrous as a year without a Santa Claus. Do we know that? The day has just now started. Yeah, and I got off to a rough start, so. <laughs> we should do a bit when we come back from a break and just like act like we're restarting the show and just remember <laughs> everything that we have just have said. We just do that for <laughs> four each, segments. Each break, yeah. Each break <laughs> we come back and just do it again and do it again and do it again. Would be would be a good time. I'd the Cats playing basketball tonight is going to be a good time. And, boy, that crowd's just going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a bad, bad crowd. weather coming in. Does it worry you about the game at all a little bit? Uh, not big picture. Worries me enough to stay away from the 16. I was going to say, it makes, the, uh, makes me maybe think that you know Vanderbilt ended up losing by 10. I could see it not being a UK's best performance. Generally, you could see a letdown coming off one of your better games of the season against Kansas. That Alabama game on Saturday, I, I don't know if you're looking forward to it as you have the past two Saturdays, but it's still one that you need to be. That they're they're certainly embracing that road identity, Roush. They're roadkill, as they yeah. are saying constantly. Um, so I could see just not their best stuff tonight and it wouldn't change any long-term picture or any big picture things for me uh, I think it can just kind of be natural it could be a sleepy arena which I I can understand it looks like this weather ain't going to be too too shabby man yesterday was nice though oh that was yeah. awesome Justin you golf I so the last two months I have had Tuesdays off this week of course I worked on Tuesday <laughs> what are the odds 60 uh, degrees and I have to work was nice though. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah, spent a lot of time outside. In fact, the allergies are uh, feeling it a little. Totally. Yeah. I woke up and was just blowing my nose. Yeah, you're nonstop. Just, you're just like, oh, that's so sixty thirty. And I did what it. I did do pretty much every morning. Get in the car. 
took an allergy pill, but then by the end of the ride, I couldn't remember if I'd already taken my allergy pill or not. So maybe took two allergy pills. <laughs> <Which> don't really <laughs> know the what happens if you do that. Is that a bad thing? Um, no. I mean, or do I get super immune to allergies? Or you just poop it out. I think that's the most likely case. Mm. It, now, if it was like a Benadryl, you might just get tired. It's not a Benadryl. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Generally, I've, we'll only take those at nighttime. I've taken my allergy medicine a week and a half straight, boys. Wow. You're you're this, prepping. Prepping for spring. big stuff. This is like, uh, it's like whenever Trevor used to be like, yeah, I haven't eaten fried food for a week. You're like, wow. Really? Uh, Did we ever really believe that, though? Yeah, I can't believe that. Did Trevor kill his cat? I don't know. I didn't hear anything on the Rutherford show yesterday. So, st- here's what we know. Here's what we know. And we're going to talk sports today i promise trevor did text me actually you know what let's just read it verbatim oh there we go verbatim we don't want to get (laughs) we don't we don't want to get anything wrong i think i think the cat's dead um sadly yeah let's see here really he was only there for like a few days what a saga uh this was on friday this was on Friday. Haven't seen Wara all day. I think he may have escaped last night out the doggy door. That Wara always disappearing for games at times. <laughs> and then we texted Monday, but nothing about our, let's see. Oh, here's what he said Monday. You're going to show up at the studio on Thursday or Friday, and Wara will be out front meowing, which I don't know if that's to indicate that the cat was still lost. And unsure of... I think he's saying like, oh, it probably just ended up back at the studio. You could interpret it that way. Yep. Um, But we end yesterday's show with Say, who is a longtime KRC listener and one of Trevor's personal confidants. He texted in, the Rottweiler behind his house ate the cat. I just took that as a joke. Yeah. Like, hey, where's that cat gone? Oh, the Rottweiler behind the house ate it. Although, weirdly specific, maybe should have been a red flag that there could be some truth here. Yesterday, I'm in the office. I like to finish the day out in the office. Mm-hmm. So, Mike Rutherford, big X on the my waves all day, right. as it should be with you. Tons of ways to listen. Mm-hmm. Tell Alexa, play Big X Sports Radio. Hey, Alexa. You can also do that with Siri, I found out last week. Hey, Siri, yeah. play Big X Sports Radio. See, it's that easy. That easy. So I'm listening to the Big X as I do all day, and they're talking. They Mike didn't know what Electric Ladyland was on Bargetown Road, which is crazy. You know, how can you write the book on, you know, the U of L stuff? And not, you know, you got to be a Louisville guy enough to know where Electric Ladyland is. Anywho. Trevor, they're having fun, and Trevor says, I do have some really bad news. And Mike says, I, I think Mike has been informed what the bad news is. And he says, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not bringing down the room with that story right now. I'm wondering if that bad news in that story is the cat was a dead cat. Oh, wow. And if it ends up being true, which I've got this weird feeling that it is, Trevor will have probably stolen a pet cat only to bring it back to his house and be fed to a neighborhood dog. When do we get to the point that everybody realizes Trevor is not the good guy? He's in the all bad this? guy. He is the, he is the bad guy. Who's the bad guy now? Well, have we forgotten the fact that it may be a stray cat? No, 
We haven't because that cat was super friendly. I mean, either way. And that's probably why it thought that this dog was nice. It was living in Trevor's house that has like 36 dogs as mm-hmm. is. So it's probably like, oh, dogs are friendly. The house I grew up in in southern Indiana had a dog. Dogs are, all I know are friendly dogs. So it probably went up to this vicious, and you know, there's some really sweet rot. Maybe this Rottweiler is the sweetest, but it just has this thing for cats. Anyways, which I would have uh, this cat probably was like, oh, that dog barking at me probably wants me to go play with it. And then it's just boom, <laughs> dead, which that cat was really sweet. And now Trevor, we've got Trevor out here stealing cats only to feed them to neighborhood dogs. And I think that's a problem. I will say, though, saw intern cat today for the first time in a while. Oh, hey, now intern that I, cat. I, I think... Trevor's cat was supposedly super nice to his cats, but one cat that it was not nice oh, to he was, a was intern mean, cat. Meanie butt uh, intern cat. And basically drove intern cat off for weeks and weeks and weeks. So maybe this is our silver lining. Intern cat, back. The cat dynamics here, folks, are super interesting. We could waste a whole show on it. We won't, but we could. I mean, we do talk on. about the wild cats. And we do. That's a great segue. Yeah. You So what... Vanderbilt, what more do you want to talk about? That Pippen. Suck it, Scotty Pippen. Hopefully he doesn't hit 19 threes this game. I mean, game. he's going to, though, right? I'm, I'm, I haven't looked up his career averages against Kentucky, but it, it certainly feels like he's 25 points a game against UK. Yeah. I don't know. Because well, even last game was relatively he bad. He always scores high, but he doesn't play particularly amazing. Even he hit a ton of threes, but it was kind of a sloppy game. Uh, when Kentucky went on their on their big run, he was nowhere to be found. And then once they were up like 26 or whatever it was, he came back and banged in. That's what made it end up being a 12-point game or whatever, is he kind of got hot there. Mm-hmm. He can get hot. If there is a storyline to this game, sadly, it's probably Shadon Sharp, our good friend. Or it's, all right, hey, Ty Ty, this is one of the better guards in college basketball, at least in terms of being able to score anywhere on the floor, drawing fouls. It's a good practice game for the guards having to defend somebody who's a three-level scorer, which I know folks are sick of hearing that word, but we're probably going to be saying it I don't it hear more. it that often, though. But I we've like been, it. But we, yeah, you don't hear it that often, but we've been saying it a lot lately. It's like triple threat. I used to hear that all the time when I was in like middle school, you know, and they're teaching basketball fundamentals. Triple threat! Triple threat! You gotta be a triple threat! Oh, the, that, that sounds like Bellarmine basketball camp to a T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Bobby V's. Gotta be when able did, to... When did Scotty Davenport get there? Ooh, um, great question. Probably mid-aughts. Maybe he's got a Wikipedia. I, I swore I saw him at PRP the other night. Could be out recruiting. Probably was. I bet he's recruiting that's, uh, old Keith. That's wild. Keith strikes me as a yeah. Bellarmine Yeah, he would, he would be a great Bellarmine 2005, player. later than I thought. I was trying to think if I ever went to a Scott Davenport basketball camp, but no, that would have been way too late. But um, anyways, Kentucky basketball. They're playing tonight. 16-point favorites. Did you see the uh, they're really dropping the the odds like it's hot for the cats to win the win the ship? I did. Yeah. Like I mean, luckily Vegas, we, Vegas must be listening to KRC, I always say. Luckily we talk we, about uh, that and then yesterday it just it, it yeah. sinks. But DraftKings hadn't dropped it yet. So I haven't checked this morning, but They nope, still the same. 15. Oh wow. So if you can drive over to Indiana or any other state that borders Kentucky, Every state that borders Kentucky. Oh, don't get me started. Not Missouri. Uh, which, by the way, uh, yesterday, one of my friends got interviewed for WLKY because they filed like a sports betting bill. And uh, 
So that was kind of fun. He was getting all hyped up about what he was going to say, you know, just like, this is stupid. Like, why are we, why am I driving across Indiana? Um, so uh, it, it was kind of fun. It was also the same guy who interviewed us while we were uh, mildly intoxicated in the infield for Oaks. So hmm. uh, I guess he's just big fan of Beachmont, you know? Big fan of us. He's like, hey, uh, do y'all know anybody that's uh, sports Big fan of sports gambling? Like, oh, do I? <laughs> you've, come, you've come to the right spot. Well, that's neat. Um, but they did follow that bill, though. Um, it's, I'm sure it's going to go nowhere because uh, Damon Thayer's busy worried about slot machines. No, Damon Thayer loves sports gambling. It's the less controversial casino gambling that he's out on. Why it's less controversial, we'll never be told. But gambling, but slot machines, though, are at gas stations now. Yep. Those are bad. No. But other slot machines are good. Oh, the ones at gas stations gas are bad? Gas stations bad. But that's horse a, racing facilities that is good. A sli- that's a slippery slope. Slippery slope. You but if the horse racing industry can't profit off it and make bigger purses. If it's a horse racing gas station, got, then good. Okay. Not regular gas station. That all starts to check out. Yeah, yeah. Is there really slot machines and gas stations in Kentucky? They're starting to put them in. Yeah, I have and never he, seen one. He's mad about it That's because wild. it's not going directly. It's 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 outside their monopoly. So he's mad. He uh, here. I mean, here like, we did, go. I'm started now. I mean, like how? <laughs> like this dude? Does he think we're all idiots? Yes, he does, and he just clearly has no shame. No yeah. shame at all. He just doesn't care. He's like having fun with it. He might as well be like he should start wearing a monocle. He's everything with wrong like, with politics. With like long and there's suit a lot tails. Wrong. I mean, I'd love it. Just have a cane, a top hat. Just be the villain, because that's what you are. Doing. Really, he's not doing anything different than just going up to a random Kentuckian and slapping him in the face. It's he's physically not doing that, but metaphorically, he's doing it to each and every one of us. He flat out said, it, like in a article, that. Hey, you know, my my, conti- my constituents want it, but tough taters. Yeah, they can vote me out. What the hell? That is not how government works. So it's not arrogant. how it's supposed to. Oh, he's such a he is such a little. He's a weasel. He's just a little weasel. Gosh, steams my business. Uh, speaking of politics, uh, we we mentioned Neil Young way too much in the last week. Uh, Neil Diamond. But what was very funny is uh, I remembered like, oh, you've got this XM thing. Let's turn it on. So I'm listening to 70s on 7, and it goes to a commercial break after playing Burn in Love for like the second time in 24 hours. And uh, Neil Young Radio coming to Sirius XM, limited time only. Here are all your greatest, Neil Young on Sirius XM. I don't think Neil Young's hurting by being pulled off Spotify. Yeah, good for them for taking advantage. No, of it, it, like actually in hindsight, I, if this is... If he's standing up for what's right, which censorship is never right, but it's the best advertising for Neil Young in decades. Oh, people are going to be seeking out Neil Young, like for the oh, first time. People are going to be like, Spotify. I got to find out what he's singing about. Well, and no, you'll also just have a bunch of people be like, oh man, I forgot about Neil Young. I used to like his music back, you know, forty-five years ago. I'll tune him in. Absolutely, uh, that was, and I think you're seeing some other ones kind of follow suit and be like, me too. I'm, I am doing it as well. Listen to my music, but that's good. He's on the. Uh... <laughs> Do you have to cancel your Spotify? Uh, no, no, did not cancel my Spotify. That's good. Although I probably you can listen to KRC on Spotify, yeah, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, download that podcast. Brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Yeah, promo code Big X at checkout, thirty percent off. Podcast wherever you want. Brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Organic CBD products. They're great. 
Check them out today. Cornbreadhemp.com. All right, while we'll continue to talk basketball, and I do think that's true, the biggest storylines are, hey, this is a good opportunity for some of these guards that have struggled at times defensively, but have also shown us some nice things defensively. It just maybe need to be a little bit more consistent. You've got that matchup against Pippen Jr., and then it probably is, sadly, sharp talk. He did a podcast with Curtis Birch. The what I think it's... Behind. Yeah, behind the scenes, yeah. The behind the scenes podcast I listened to. It was only 14 minutes long. Uh, I'll tell you what they talk about, what you kind of sense from that podcast. But the story of yesterday, Roush, is once again, now, I, I think the last time I said this, it was January, but now we're in February. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk football. It is technically National Signing Day, yeah, which doesn't really mean a lot for a lot of cats could be getting a commitment used to be one of the craziest days of the year Roush. I know. you'd have double fisted and coffee you'd be all stressed out yeah it i do that for the december one and this year's december one was the craziest ever with uh the whole keontae goodwin stuff uh but february hit a little different february is nice too because it almost was like an extension of the football season you it know? did kind of give yeah but football gets enough attention that's true, but like in uh, you know, you have a couple of weeks of kind of dead time unless you want to talk coaching carousel. You know, it was just maybe it, we'll be talking. It, about it, it was it was nice to uh, we will let the guys get a little bit more shine to like talk about like the Wades or something like you know like like gets kind of lost in the wash in December. But uh, we do need to talk about signing day, some recruiting, and some drama. Yeah, the biggest. UK news from yesterday, not basketball related. We'll come back. We'll get to that. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalem. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Uh-oh. Enjoyed some sauceritas yesterday. You can any day. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Download the Salsaritas app. It'll save you some time. It'll save you some money. Delicious, fresh Mexican at your fingertips. I love Salsaritas, and you will too. All right, Roush, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on a little bit of the outside on the updated Eric Wolford drama. Now, I've seen the headlines... I feel like I know enough. He is out on a recruiting trip. He's actually interviewing for Alabama. Stoops catches wind of it and says, don't bother coming back, buddy. I'm sure there's more details that you're going to tell me, but that's my aerial view of all this, and I really don't know the finer the final, f- finer ins and outs, so I'm hoping you're going to tell me. Yeah, and I kind of tiptoed around it yesterday. I wasn't really at liberty to say, to divulge a bunch of details at the time. But... Oh, I thought you were an open book with us. Yeah, but I'm not going to share secondhand stuff. Oh, you do it all the time. Yeah, but it's, I'm not going to do it in this case. Because, uh, frankly, I don't give a damn. You just like, need a lot of people like and new say that you coaches didn't... come and go all the time, so I wasn't going to be like, I'm going to report, I'm going to be Johnny Reporter on this. I didn't care. 
Um, and uh, in this instance, essentially what happened, he's out trying to recruit Jalen Farmer. Um, and I saw like, oh, Jalen Farmer, Alabama offer. Oh, Jalen Farmer, official visit. That's kind of weird. Alabama coming in hot? And then on Sunday, you get the report, Eric Wolford going to go to Alabama. It's like, well, that's, hmm. huh. That kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, wait. Um, I would like to go back and see if Eric Wolford's in the crowd for that Baylor-Alabama basketball game, uh, recruiting on behalf of Bama. I don't know. But essentially, um, yeah, he, he while he was out recruiting, he left for an interview. He took the job and didn't come back to Lexington. Didn't like say goodbye. He was just like, okay, I'm here. I'm good. Um, I get the sense that there was maybe some sort of like, um, hey, uh, I've got this job. What are you going to do to keep me? And and they were just like, really? You're that. That's how we're going to do things. Uh, I don't. I don't know how true that is or not. But either way, it was um, people in Lexington. It's safe to say they were not happy the way he went about it. Um, and I know that jobs change all the time. There's contract negotiations. We've we've seen this stuff come to become front page news over the years. This was done just a little bit differently, and it did not make the folks in Lexington happy, especially the recruiting aspect of it, because it's just a kind of a you're going from being a representative of Kentucky to Alabama in the blink of an eye. I, I think that part didn't sit very well, and. You know, as Freddie kind of alluded to in his thing, like there was already some friction between the staff and Wolford for how he handled his rotation at times. So when push came to shove, both sides were shoving hard away. And now Wolford's in Tuscaloosa, and Kentucky's moving forward. So, uh, Man, a Youngstown guy? Yeah, Youngstown guy. Doing him dirty? Well, I guess they're going to have to find another redhead from Youngstown. Oh, wait, Mike Stoops. Come on down. That is pretty. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So what do you what do you make of all this? Uh, I mean, this stuff stuff like this happens. I just don't think we're as aware of it as it does happen all the time. I mean, hell, that guy from the the running backs coach that was here for a week last year, Singleton. Yes. You know, like like stuff like that happens. Um. I think just the way that the recruiting aspect and really kind of throwing the wool over UK's head rubbed, you know, really ticked him off. But you know what? See ya. You know, like, best of luck. We'll we'll see you later. I'm sure they're not saying best of luck. But uh, now it's on to the next. You just got to move on. It just seems like it's so easy to handle these things correctly and Far too often, grown adults handle it in some of the worst ways possible. And I don't know if you could handle it almost any worse, besides maybe like rubbing UK's name in the mud on your way out. But it, it seems pretty simple. Why, what what does being transparent in that do? Unless you think UK would try to sabotage your stuff with Alabama, which I just can't imagine that happening. Pretty disappointing to hear it makes, I think, any folks that were the slightest bit hesitant about Freddie and everything he posted. Oh, okay, I understand what you're talking about. Kind of valid. Not, not a, yeah. not a, lead, not really a leader aspect uh, from from Wolford. And here's the thing, um, like 
It, it, it really is odd the polar opposite way that John Summerall left versus Eric Wolford. Like, it's, it's completely polar opposite. And that's just how people do business. Like, they're both good recruiters, but they, the way they go about their business is completely different. And I think all in all, long term, probably bet like if this was the way it was going to end, probably best it ends now instead of becoming a problem next year. Like, cause it, it, it that's true. That's know. actually a good point. <laughs> if there's any growing, I guess, dissension within the program and the ranks. Yep. Best to just cut the nip it in the bud. Move on. Um, and it is Alabama, and you can't blame Wolford for leaving, for interviewing, for any of that stuff, but it just seems like it's so easy to handle it the right way. And he decided to just do the, the 180 of it. Yeah. yeah. But um, now Kentucky uh, still looking for that offensive line coach. And the guy we talked about yesterday for Michigan, Sharon Moore, he might be looking for a new job. Now, uh, I the guy who does on threes, Michigan website, the Wolverine, he reported that Harbaugh is going to sign with the Vikings. He's interviewing in person with him today. Now, on the other side of things, they they interviewed some dude who had like a six-hour interview with the whole facility yesterday. So some Michigan fans are holding out hope, but he gone. Um, and I think... Aside from the two guys I mentioned yesterday, somebody else reminded me too. Josh Gaddis, they might they might do the promote from within deal and promote their offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, to become the head coach. Uh, so that could be a way that that one guy sticks around. But I think he's a candidate. I mentioned Walt Wells previously. He's a candidate, and we also got to have mystery NFL coach out there as well. So three names to consider in that in that vacancy. Um, and I think it'll just be one of those things, TJ, that when we know, we know. Like, when it becomes official, we'll know pretty quickly, and then we'll get, like, the press release from UK, you know, a week later after they do all of the formal HR stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be out there before then anyways. Well, there's your update on the Wolford drama. I know a lot of people weren't happy about it, can understand why, but on goes life. Yep. We text go marching in, on. Text into the Thornton Sex Line. Pop by, get yourself some donuts, coffee, start your day. It's going to be, I think, a rainy day, and then I guess eventually turn into like an icy day. It's going to rain all freaking day. All day. When's it going to get icy? They say at 1 a.m., but I'm showing temperatures at like 36, 37 degrees at 1 a.m. tomorrow, so I'm not sure. Well, that's usually like, I think the ice is that kind they said, of. They said we're going to get up to an inch of ice, though, which. That's Ooh, bad. I'm very that is very bad. Very worried about my electricity situation. But yeah, and this rain just makes it impossible to treat any of the roads, just because the just rain is washing it, it yeah, all away. Yeah. So, uh, hope hope you got your your ice melt, your salt. Hope you're prepared with your rations. Um, I need to put some gas in my car. Oh, hey, it's signing day. I should mention that while we were talking about recruiting stuff. Um, I mentioned it. You to- did. I know, but we should talk about the players because um, Jalen Farmer, he was the guy we mentioned previously, probably going to end up at Bama. Or Mason Thomas, he's an edge from Fort Lauderdale. He is uh, committed to Iowa State, but probably going to end up at Oklahoma. Brad White tried there. Uh, Instead of getting him, though, they could be getting another guy from Delaware. Noah Matthews officially visited over the weekend. Uh, Stop me if you've heard this before. Former FCS 
commit from the Northeast flips just before signing day. I have to heard Kentucky. that. Have you heard that? I've heard that. Yeah. Josh Allen did that. He was a Monmouth commit. Noah Matthews was a Weber State commit. And, you know, I'm not, he doesn't have to be Josh Allen, but there is a. It'd be cool if he did. It'd be really cool if he did. Here's the thing, too, TJ. I was going through the the list of like, all right, who's some who's some other guys? I know the Josh Allen one, but there's there's other guys they took late in the game that turned out pretty well. Turns out like some of Kentucky's best pass rushers all came at the eleventh hour. Huh. Calvin Taylor. Zadari Smith was one of them, not to spoil. Yeah, uh, well, he, and I I kind of wanted to go for just like low ranked recruits because Calvin Taylor he was a two star juke or two star nobody cared about. Like he barely even had a ranking. He ends up leading this. SEC and sacks for most of his senior season. TJ Carter was a late fire guy. Bunchy Stallings was the second lowest ranked recruit in the 24 recruiting class. Well, that was the biggest recruiting class ever at the time, right? Remember, it was top 25. We were all do. hyped up about it. It's kind of like what's happening at Louisville right now with their recruits. He was the only All American out of that group. <laughs> he was committed four days before signing day. Huge late addition. So Kentucky's done well with these guys. And if Matthews does come on board, um, he I, I don't know if he went under like a growth spurt late or whatever, but he he looks the part. Like you you put on his film, he's like six five, two fifty, good athlete. So uh, if he comes here and, and White gets some coaching under him, uh, give some quality depth in that room, it'd be a pretty good, pretty solid edge class for the Cats. So uh, that's that's what we've got in store for you today on National Signing Day. More than I thought. I probably will just catch it tomorrow morning before I get on the air. <laughs> Go to your website, read all about it. But you all have coverage well, throughout the day. Stuff happens. And and you're right, though. Like, normally, signing day with a basketball game at night would just be nightmarish. Which, worst day ever on the job was definitely the Utah 1 a.m. game. Because that was on signing day. Tipped off at 11 local time, or 11 Eastern. And then you lost that stupid little ginger. God. All right, we're getting okay. the The gopher that died today was the New Jersey counterfeit gopher. Wait, it died today, or like two days ago, okay. whenever it was. It's, oh, it's, so they have a real it's, Puxitani it's Phil. Mil, yeah, it's Puxitani's Phil. He basically a nemesis. Oh, this is his Mil, rival. Milltown Mel is dead. At the age of like four. Do we four. suspect any fair po- foul play from <laughs> Phil? Well, it's foul it's, play. It's from a, it, Phil? It's oh, a, it, that's it, a great it's headline. That's a uh, Pawnee uh, Sun headline. <laughs> Meltown Mel dead. Foul play from Funksatani Phil? Question mark. Many people are saying it's a toothy story. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll find out what Punxsutawney Phil says. I'm looking at the uh, a picture. I mean, the gopher's just peeing in the picture. <laughs> so if I'm not a fan of winter, what am I rooting for? No shadow. Or shadow. <sighs> I always get it confused. Wait, here we go. Thing is... Saw is- his shadow. He's predicting there will be six more weeks of winter. So Whoa! we need no shadow, which is good because well, the it's sun's over. probably... It's over. It's oh. over. So he already did see a shadow. Damn it. Dude, it sounds like going there would be a good time, though. They just stay up all night and get drunk. I think I know somebody who win. I just can't put my brain around who it was that I was talking to. It would be great. Get some top hats, like those, uh, the groundhog whispers. Man, 
I'm just wanting to confirm this has all been a whirlwind for me. <laughs> I thought there'd be no Groundhog's Day. Now there is. Oh, well. It has seen his shadow. So, winter. So, water winter. ice. Well, ice I wonder ice, when's baby. the last time we had an early spring. It seems like it's been a while. <sighs> Could really go for an early. You know, we haven't had like a huge snow here. Maybe this ice storm is going to be our big one. But we haven't had, it's just kind of been like little it's pokes and prods. It's really pounded Lexington, though. It's been rough. Oh, in eastern Kentucky. Yeah. yeah they've, they've had a rough winter. So, uh, hopefully it takes it easy on them. Sounds like uh, like where my in-laws live and like Indy is getting the worst of it. They're like going to get a foot. So, uh, father-in-law gets to use the new snowblower, though. Oh. So I'm sure he'll be fired up to use that. Did you see the guys that got in the snowblower fight? I saw the viral video of that. That yes. was that, that amused me. Just snowballing at each other. Speaking of crazy, how about that Louisville basketball game last night? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was wild. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun ride for minus five. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh yeah. Gracious. That <laughs> was a fun ride. I thought there were several times that we were – Locked in, we were set, nothing to worry about. Several other times that it was like, well, this bet's a loser. UofL is just going to win outright and uh, sweated it out till the final seconds. Oh, my friend saw the North Carolina team at lunch yesterday, out and about. And where, where, was, where was lunch? They were at a fast cash, not Salsaritas. Or, you know, like it was a knockoff Salsaritas. Knockoff. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, you hate the knockoff Salsaritas. Um, but he told him, like, all right, guys, y'all have a great game. I got $500 on you. Go kick some ass tonight. And, uh, well, they, they did kick some ass, but he also got him at seven and a half, two. He bet an alt line. Oh. Yeah. And their best free throw shooter missed one at the very end. Like, just brutal. Um, probably not as brutal a night for Pigs, though. Pigase. Pigase. Mike Pigase. I feel bad for him. U of L really did get hosed. That was that was horrible. Well, and it was all happening right in front of me. And, and that was the thing. You were there. It sound they had uh, Corey Alexander was on the call for the ACC Network. Uh-huh. All of the Louisville fans saying that it sounded like they wanted North Carolina to win. Totally justified. I mean, they were they were giving Armando Baycott every excuse in the world. And at one point, there was a quote: "Credit to these officials for doing what they can to get Baycott to finish this game." It was like an actual line uttered. Oh After gosh. he pulled a Grayson Allen and like took out Cross. So my only question is, when did that happen? When did he do that to Cross? It was like a minute left mm-hmm. in the game. In regulation? In regulation. They had just missed a shot. And now granted, the, the the point Alexander was making was that Baycott got kind of thrown to the ground first, and so he was just taking it out on somebody else. But like it doesn't matter. You know? No, like, that was a horrible look. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And then on the the play where U of L, they did the review that lasted forever. Goodness gracious, how long can it take officials to do a freaking review? It is wild. To oh, me. and you knew with that long review, you're like, oh, well, they're definitely going to reward the flop. Even though it was, the more you watched it, the more clear it was an obvious flop. In yeah. real time, I was like, how are they not going to call that a technical? He right. just pushed them right to the ground. But then you saw the replay of <laughs> basically Bacot body slamming cross to the ground. <laughs> Yes. And then it was a total flop. Any re- all the replays confirmed that it was just a total flop and not and they weren't going to review it but Picot was the one that got them to review it and it, all of this happened and right there they go and review it and you it looks like such a clear flop and I'm thinking to myself like oh man that really backfired. He was the one that got them to review it and now they could get him in trouble for a you know a one flop, of the flop yeah. warnings blah 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 that they never call and sure enough no after about 
12 minutes, they come back and they say it was a technical. Uh, it was really bad. And then U of L fans, they have a history of this. They, their fanboy media would never admit to it. Their fans will never admit to it. But they got, they were, people were throwing ice on the court. So they had to come over the PA and be yeah. like, no, it was Lance McGarvey. He was like, don't throw debris on the court. Don't throw debris on the court. If you, if you do it again, it's a technical. If you do it again, they're going to. And I was like, my buddy who's a UNC fan that I was with, I was like, all right, now's your chance. Throw some, if you really care about the heels, <laughs> launch something on this court. They're going to give a, the technical to Louisville. You've got a free cop out here. But so I don't ever, don't let them. Get you down about the Higgins stuff. I, as a eighth grader, had ice thrown at me at Freedom Hall after a game just because I was wearing blue. So they have a history of throwing things onto the well, court, and, and it's all just goobers. It's not a it, you know I, I will paint it with a broad stroke as much as they paint UK fans in the Higgins situation with a broad stroke. But uh, they it has happened before several times. And, and the worst part too, Justin, is that when they got the technical. Or they they called the foul or whatever for pushing Baycott. They doubled down and then teed up Pagase for getting mad about. Uh, yeah, he and all he did was like slap the, the scores table. Well, it wasn't yeah. even all that bad at all. It wasn't even directed at the officials. If if you had K on Saturday do the same thing, he is not getting a technical for it. I have no doubt about that. I I agreed with the Pagase one solely because it, he, you he's showing up the ref and you can't show not, up the ref. What does that even mean? That's yeah, like that, the most like sensitive Sally yeah. sort of comment in the world. Well, he's showing he, up the ref. He refs are for, sensitive he, Sally's. He, he, they certainly are. Uh, we have a lot of confirmation of that. He slammed the table out of frustration with how the uh, situation had unfolded. They took forever for it. They still got the wrong call. Let me ask you this. And if he's you, you're not going to compound a situation and make it worse by giving him a technical when you had missed a call. From your seat, how loud was that slap on the table? It was loud. You heard it. I, th- I think that's you probably what it come down yeah, to because everybody noticed it. Who cares? But, like, big whoop, you know? What's it do? What, what if you don't call a technical? What happens? Yeah. Not, life goes on. Well, not hey, like my, he ran out on the court. Not like he was getting in an official's face. He was away from the situation. He was mad. It was the same... Bullcrap with Isaac Isaac Humphreys. I'll be the like, first to you tell know. you my uh, bank account liked it, so oh, I'm yeah. glad it played yeah. out that and, way. Yeah, and w- wasn't <laughs> mad about it. But, but you, you don't see like we do. Oh, okay. okay. Please try again. The whole radio show's gone wrong. <laughs> um, you don't. You, you oh now lost my. Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> you don't see home teams generally get hosed that badly, uh-huh. but. Nobody was surprised that officials just completely stunk. Not at all, but it doesn't normally happen to the home teams. The Louisville bad news, uh, and and UNC desperately needed that win. I don't think Louisville or I don't think North Carolina has beaten a tournament team this year, and that didn't change last night, unfortunately. But that would have been a loss that they couldn't really afford, as they're kind of trying to fight and claw their way into the NCAA tournament. Cool that Roy Williams was there. You know, picture up. I didn't notice him at first, and I guess he was all they were showing him on TV. Yeah, yeah. And then I, you couldn't. And then once you saw his white hair, you're like, you couldn't not see him. That's cool though. Yeah. Hubert, <laughs> I don't think he's he's why, not going to be Chapel Hill. Why, why does he? Does he? The glasses look just make him look like more clueless. You know, like I, I need know. to be able to see what's happening on the floor. Like it just. Oh man. Uh, can I also just take this time too to say that Matt Cross, how is he an ACC basketball player? Dude stinks. 
He sh- I shoot layups better than him, and he, I'm a terrible actually, layup shooter. He actually shooter. played all right, didn't he? Played a lot better than he did on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Well, like it's totally it's very be. relative in his case. He stinks. He's not good. Man, L. Ellis last night. He's yeah, really fun. got after him. Gosh, their a, their that, possessions are, and you know, I'm not playing in Pagase for it, but the, some of their offensive possessions are so terrible. Ooh. It just makes you appreciate Kentucky more, who just sometimes is overly unselfish that it gets obnoxious with how often they pass. And Louisville, they're they're sometimes. Not sometimes. It's almost lucky if there's a pass on their possessions. Yeah. And certainly, generally, not more than one, it seems like. It, it is some of the worst ball movement I've ever seen from a L team and really any college basketball team. I, I, it was just a lot of bad basketball in general. Right before regulation, I think North Carolina was up four, and Louisville probably should have been fouling. And North Carolina was just dribbling the ball out, dribbling the ball out, and – I, old dummy Caleb Love turns his back on the defense instead of pat like uh, the big white dude who's just been money from the three point line. Brady Manick is just asking for the ball, and instead of passing it to him, he's like, "I'm just going to dribble the ball out. They're not going to foul me." He turns around, they back tip him and go down and hit an easy layup. Like the ACC, it really is just average ho hum basketball. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, it's really fallen. It's really fallen off. That was the point in the game where I thought our bet was screwed. Like 45 seconds left or whatever, he missed that layup. I'm glad you weren't there to like, jinx it into man, Bolivia. No kidding. Mm. I probably would have, too. Hey, by the way, Roush, Matt Cross last night, 13 points, 15 rebounds, three steals. Man, he's, he's felt so bad every time I watch. I think it's just because every time he goes to shoot, a, like he airballed two layups I saw last night. He did go five for 11 from the field, so that's not great. <laughs> and 11 shots LS to get 13 points. Last two games, 24 – oh, hold on. Assist. 22 assists. In the last two games, 22 uh-huh. assists, which is a hilariously low amount as is. And then they've got 12 turnovers plus the nine. Uh, they've got 21 turnovers. 22 assists to 21 turnovers in their last two games. Not great. 21 turnovers isn't the worst thing in the world. They only had nine against Duke. But they only had eight turn eight assists, unfortunately. I think they I had feel fourteen assists last night and twelve turnovers. So they that that's not good basketball. I think I feel better about the twenty two assists in two games as opposed to twenty one turnovers in two games. Twenty one turnovers. That is seems like a lot. A lot of turnovers. And I'm an Indiana fan. That's like ten and you know averages out to ten and a half per game yeah. against Duke, who's a highly ranked team. I think I'm much more embarrassed with the assists. I mean, Tata Washington had 17 in a game one. That's time. true. Guess it's whatever flip of the coin. Oh, man. Let's get to some of these texts. We got a lot to get to in an hour or two. Oh, uh, Texas Tech, they got their revenge on Chris Beard, and Auburn ran Alabama off the floor. Oh, and Alabama turned off their replies to their Twitter page. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know how Auburn fans will flood the mentions. Uh-huh. So Alabama said, you're not flooding our mentions because nobody can, but you can still quote tweet it. So Auburn fans took to quote tweet it. Do you you think it's funny or do you think it's childish? It's childish, and that's why I like it. Um, Because Auburn fans are childish, they're idiots, they're morons, and uh, they deserve it. So um, normally I would say that Alabama, why are you you, you chicken? But screw Auburn. I cannot stand their fans. They're idiots, they're morons, low basketball IQ, can't stand them. Wait, they may be... Okay, they they took it off. They they eventually changed it and turned it back on. I didn't know you could turn it off and on like that. 
Oh, you can't. They, they, you can't do that. I mean, I guess maybe they they would say like we were just having fun with it. You know, we turned it off, uh, but we eventually turned it back on. I don't know. I think I'm team like you just kind of got to take your medicine if this is the cheesy little thing. And I get it. If I'm an Auburn fan, I'm probably having fun with it, and it riles up fan bases. Yeah, but if you turn it off, you got to leave it off. I don't yeah. think you, I don't I don't think you can turn it off. I don't think that's an option. You just got to take it. Just got to take it. It sucks. You know what? If you don't want him to do it, beat him. You don't want to do it, you got to beat them. Yeah, I think I, I turned the game on after the Louisville game. It was close, and then Auburn went on like a 13-0 run. It's just almost – I, I wonder if when the blowout, maybe the foul count got evened up late. 22 free throws to 39. Okay, 17 more free throws for Auburn. It's impossible to win there if the officials – and I didn't get to see any of the game, so maybe it was called – it was a great called game. But all Auburn all, – all, all, excuse me, all Alabama does is shoot threes – so it's not like they could be attacking so much that you're probably getting a lot of like rebounding fouls or offensive charges. And then defensively, there's something about Auburn that just makes everybody foul more. But it's only at their place. Because Missouri, one of the worst teams in the SEC, they weren't impacted by the way Auburn plays. They were able to play basketball without fouling. But Alabama goes to Auburn and they commit 30 fouls. Auburn just 18. Huh. What? Stop being influenced by crowd officials. You all are grown adults. They're not going to, they, they're not, don't be scared. It's impossible to overcome that in almost 99% of situations. And the sad part is, it's not surprising. It's, uh, it's expected at this point. It's wild. Second refs. Kentucky actually, that was, I think I said this a couple days ago that like I found some stats that really didn't make me look all that great. And the stats were that like Kentucky's free throws at home versus on the road have been almost consistent and Kentucky's actually gotten probably a better whistle this year all things considered than they normally get but the one outlier is the Auburn game the Auburn one was the Mm -hmm. only one where it was just like totally jaw-droppingly skewed Uh, oh I I liked Bobby Regan's take we're gonna have him on Friday Um, he said you know we talk about nil and transfer portal ruining the sport how about the refs like this is this is the problem yeah it is it's bad it is all right hour one done Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call, game day edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Best way to get in touch with the show is texting into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and the best way to to save some money on... A few cents each time you're at the pump is to download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. It's easy, and you'll be happy that you did it. Fun first hour, game day, Cats take on Vanderbilt, 7 o'clock, which is great. And hopefully more folks show up to the game than I think is going to happen, but probably going to be a light crowd due to the weather. Mm -hmm. may not even be a bad thing because they're acting like it's going to get real, real nasty. 
although I don't really know when it's supposed to transition over to ice, but we tried to figure that out, and I... Don't ask Mark for the C. He'll steer you wrong. Oh, are you getting in on the weatherman drama? Love the weatherman drama. But Mark with a W. Mark with a W? Yeah. How would you spell the name Mark with a W? Mark? Oh, I was saying, I thought we were going last name. I'm no, not that's bad. why they call him Mark yeah, with a C. Yeah, I'm not bad. That was on me. Yeah. It's Monday. It's on you. No, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Feels like Monday. TJ, I know your dad is a longtime Patriots fan. Was he in tears because Tom Brady didn't thank him in his retirement announcement? No, he was not. Oh, that really amused me yesterday. What was it? Brady spent like seven pages on Instagram thanking everybody but the Patriots. They were not happy about it. He didn't thank the Patriots at all? He ended up quote-tweeting Robert Kraft's statement and saying thank you to everybody in New England. But but he put it on his story, so it would go did away. Did Bill Belichick get thank you? No. No, just thank you to the Patriots. Mm. But yeah, he thanked like everybody in the Bucks organization and no mention of the Pats at all. And people were very mad. They were very upset. I must have missed all this. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious drama. Poor Noy, you'll never believe this, looked like an idiot. Oh, what'd he do? Oh, he just did like a minute thing, like calling him a bleeping idiot and all this stuff. He was he was very mad. I loved it. Well, all then, those... you had, then you had people calling them idiots. It was it was good. Well, that's that, fun. I thought fun that back and forth. while the Patriots had a pretty darn good football team this year, and I saw Patriots fans just fawning over Tom Brady as he was quarterbacking another team to a slightly better season. I thought that was strange. So I guess you kind of get what you deserve. Yep, suck it, Patriots. Way to way to fanboy over him, and he doesn't he doesn't care about you. Although that's surprising. Maybe it was just a slip up. Although sounds like you're indicating it was not. Yeah, um, it was it was it was it was fun between that on the internet and then Bill Belichick texting the wrong Brian. Hilarious. Gosh, All, that was hard to read. Also, a hilarious way to open a lawsuit. Like, whoops, I bleeped up. Got the wrong Brian. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Whoo. Uh, so that's going to be a huge story in the I coming I get why months. that would be evidence, but how, you know, that wouldn't. It's proof that they had made up their mind, though, before. Well, or, it's not it, necessarily proof. But, like. It's not a good look. I think, it be, also, I think you'd probably need a little bit more confirmation, but it well, shows and, that there was there was talks out there. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, the tough part about this whole lawsuit for Flores is that the details are very easy, I think, for lawyers to lawyer out. But I think his overall point has some merit. Like, Brian Dayball was going to be the biggest hire in this coaching cycle in the NFL. It was just going to happen. The way the the Bills season, they just happened. Whoever could get him was going to do whatever they could to get him. But I I do think, like, big picture-wise, there's a good point about how, like, we have a problem getting fresh blood into the coaching ranks. <laughs> but the problem is is that Dayball is a first-time head coach. So that's why this is all weird is because the details of this particular situation are tough. Uh, but, like, if you look around, Kevin Steele got a job yesterday. Kevin Steele, and I'm much better acquainted with the um, 
with the college, like the retreads that we get in college because it happens all the time. Uh, Mike Bobo's at his third stint at Georgia right now. He's been a coordinator at basically every SEC school. You tell me that there's not somebody else, like up and comer, that's just as, if not more, qualified than that guy. Kevin Steele now, he has been at Auburn, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, and then he even got paid like a million dollars to never coach a game at Tennessee. He was recently hired at Maryland to be the defensive coordinator, and after a week left to go be the DC at Miami for Mario Cristobal. How are there not guys better, like more qual? Like, I get that you say, oh, it, it's like the classic, um, we want um, uh, up and comer f- entry it, position. It, yeah. Um, five years of experience required. Yeah. Like, and that's the kind of cycle that we're in with these coaching jobs. So, while I think Flores has, um, an argument to be made. I, I I think that unfortunately for his case, because I think he's a pretty decent coach, um, like he's going to end up becoming a black sheep of sorts because he stood up to say something, and he's going to end up losing this case. The NFL lawyers, they'll find well, a way to lawyer out of is this. Is there a chance he could lose the case because he doesn't have a case? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because like, and, and also, I mean, he would technically be a retread as well. I also like that he is – is calling out the Dolphins for saying he got offered $100,000 to tank. I'm wondering if anything's going to come from that. Because yeah. he has evidence for that. That seems like the biggest, like, what are we doing here kind of stink in all of this. Well, it kind of just shows maybe you need to change up how you do the NFL draft and not let that be on the table, which the NBA recently did. Well, the NBA has always had the lottery, but I think even they've made it more – NBA did something with their draft a few years ago where it was a little bit riskier to just have a terrible, terrible season. NFL should do something similar to that. Uh, That whole situation, I don't know a ton of the information on it, but he was, seemed like Flores' stonks were still up. When he was fired from the Dolphins, everybody was like, that's a huge mistake for Miami. I thought he was going to get a job this time around. He'll be able to get a job somewhere. And if not this year, you know, probably would, would happen sooner rather than later. Taking a different approach, and, and I'm, if he has the, the evidence to prove his case, then I hope it's proven. If, if it's not true, you know, obviously I have just no idea about it. Um, but it was hard reading those text messages. Yeah, that's, there's no doubt about that. I think we've all maybe been in a spot where you've said something and you didn't know somebody was there with you, or you maybe you did do an email and somebody was attached that you didn't know, or maybe you did just flat-out text the wrong person. I think it's it's been there for a lot of people. Well, in, in it, And this one just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. That's, I think, the difference is uh, Belichick didn't realize it till Flores kind of had to hint at it. Well, and... I really do feel bad. Like, I can't put myself in their shoes, but I can try to. It's got to be awful for some of these minority head coaches to know that they're going into a job interview just so they can check the box on the Rooney Reel for the NFL. Like, I know the Texans, they wanted to – like, there was a report. They wanted to hire Caden McCown as their head coach, but they needed somebody else to hire him to validate that he is qualified for the job. Like – Essentially, the rules the NFL's made to try to help minority coaches is also indirectly hurting them because when you know the Giants are going to get day ball and you've just got to sit through this bullcrap interview, like that's that's just got to be awful to go through, you know? Yeah, but is not having that rule better? 
some would argue that like as far as head coaches go like how much has it actually benefited minorities in, in the coaching ranks like how how has that rule actually gotten more minority head coaches is there jobs? any evidence that African American head coaches aren't being hired because they are African American I I don't think so. No, like I and and I don't know if that's exactly what he's suing over, but I, I think in general I don't know if there are more African American head coaches now than there were before the Rooney Rule. Yeah, well, I, I think Tomlin's the only one active now. Um, confirmed. And then is there wasn't somebody else in line for a job? I might be. I, I, isn't uh, oh um, yeah, Jaguars are hiring Byron Leftwich. Yeah, Leftwich is going to end yeah. up getting a job. Todd yeah. Bowles might get one. But yeah, all, all in all, it's um, yeah, it's this is going to be a long, big stink. And you're going to get some takes. Uh, I would like to say that the immediate reaction we got from uh, John Elway, it was one of those things where you just read the headline and you laugh because there's just so much to it. Like this morning, I read a. Um, <laughs> I read a headline: Whoopi Goldberg suspended from the View for saying the Holocaust was not about race. You read that, you got to chuckle because, like, what a ridiculous statement. Here's another ridiculous statement: Broncos president John Elway calls the allegations against him and the organization horse poop. He did not say poop. He added, "You don't remain as stable within a franchise as I have with foul play." Elway claims he wasn't hung over at the interview, but dealing with the side effects of ivermectin. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, man. The Broncos are for sale, right? They are? Yeah. They are. You want to go in on it? Just under $4 billion. No, not bad. We got it. They might float us alone for uh, that. Valhalla's for sale. Justin, you like golf? Maybe we can win yeah. the lottery and buy Valhalla. I would much How rather much, buy Valhalla. the price tag on Valhalla? Ooh, that I don't know. But they said they're entertaining offers, and um, it's basically contingent on – You've got to keep it at a certain standard, and they've got to still host the PGA in 2024. Hmm. Apparently, owning a very nice golf course is not the best money-making uh, venture. Yeah, I would imagine Especially that. in this area, you can't use it half the year. Yeah, it's true. Well, you could also maybe, like, open up member. You know, the, you would think there'd be otherwise. You could open up membership. All right, we've got the Commander's logo. It's pretty sweet. The Washington Commanders. That's a horrible name. The logo's cool, though. I mean, is it? It's cooler than it was. More like a soccer logo. Yep. Like a soccer shield. I, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm sure in time we'll get used to it, but I don't. I can't believe they didn't, for a very long time, realize that they could just be called the Commies. Generic FCS Southass team. <laughs> Isn't that Commanders like... The name of all of the wait wasn't that the name of the team that uh, uh, Shane Falco played for, the Washington Commanders? No, they were the Generals, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh, can't believe I got those two mixed up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most generic name ever. Sucky Commanders. I thought they were. Well, I, I thought they were, but now I'm, I did a quick Google search. And I'm not seeing anything on it. But Washington Sentinels is that it? Maybe the Sentinels. Yeah, some. Yeah, we're. we're <laughs> We're on the right page. All right, let's get to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Jamin Commander Davis. Ooh, I do kind of like like that's They could put a W on the front of the helmet. Can you believe that? On the front? I, I wow, that is innovation. Innovation. All right, I don't understand the reference. 
Hate to say it, but Trevor's cat had the same fate as Cosette. If you know, you know. Do you know, Justin? I do not know. See, I do not know, but <laughs> I only know because like I didn't watch The Sopranos, but on part oh. of my take, they've spoiled it. Okay. And yeah, um, Cosette is the dog they get sat on by the mom and is like squished to death. Oh, jeez, please. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Trevor's cat got munchies and went to 7-Eleven. Well, nobody would ever go to 7-Eleven when there's a Thornton's nearby. I can tell you that right. much right now, Texter. Um, but I, I, that I would be relieved to hear that that would be the case. But I sadly think it's I'm, – I'm just worried that it's my, – my fears are going to be founded true. Texter says, on what map – oh, that's from UK Pez. On what map is Pittsburgh in the Midwest? Midwest of Pennsylvania? It's not the Midwest of Pennsylvania. I mean, UK Pez, if if you're going to get into semantics of a Rust Belt in Midwest, like, suck it, buddy. Seriously. I'm a geography nerd over here. You don't consider Pittsburgh a Midwestern town? Yenzers? It's probably not technically a Midwest city. but... But what are you calling it? East Coast? No. It's almost Ohio. It certainly has more Midwestern traits than... Yeah. Pittsburgh is at the western frontier of the Northeast. There you go. But no, but nobody, no, calls nobody it would ever in a million years call Pittsburgh a Northeast city. You could throw a stone and hit Ohio you, from Pittsburgh. You'd say more likely western frontier of the Mid-Atlantic if you're doing that. But it's not a Mid-Atlantic city. It, it's a, it identifies much more as a Midwestern town from its kind of culture than it yeah. would anywhere else. It's is it Belt. Yeah. Some people call Pittsburgh the Paris of Appalachia. <laughs> Have you ever... You're just reading stuff on Google? Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you know what a Pittsburgh toilet is, Justin? I don't. The outdoors? I think I had one in my house. It's just like a toilet in a basement just surrounded by nothing. Just a, just a toilet. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, not, not as famous as a Pittsburgh cookie table, though. Am I right, Teej? Man. Pittsburgh cookie table. It's a game changer. Or the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, that's not a game changer. Mm. Mason Rudolph's your quarterback. Uh, hilarious. Kenny Pickett said it'd be awesome if he got drafted by the Steelers. Go right back to Heinz Field. You can do the fake slide. Texter says, wash hands and rinse with lemon juice, Mr. Roush. That will take care of a little stinky butt. Okay. I just washed them again, and they ended up going away. So you just had to wash them twice? No, like three times. Man, his room still stunk, though, when I got home. <laughs> Sounds like your kid's got some. It's a r- rough week for the little guy. Oh. Hopefully he's he's sleeping right now. Really neither than that. I, I, believe me, I, I wish I was sleeping right now. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, yeah. And I've got, I'm supposed to have a couple inspections out in this rain. and uh... That'd be fun. Did you wear your New Balances waterproof? Oh, no, and I forgot to bring my spare muddy shoes. Oh, wow. I'm going to end up having to, like, go inside. Normally, I measure first on the outside, then go inside do the pictures. You have to do the inside going to do first. the inside first, which you never – then you get back, and you got, you're got you doing the sketch, and then the ink starts to run on your paper because it's wet. It's a, woe, is, woe is tea today. Well, yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> hey, but the cats are going to win tonight, though. Turn your are. whole day around. They are, and that will be great. And then – you know, we'll, tomorrow we'll talk about it. It'll be Thursday, so that'll fly by. And before you know it, bada boom, bada bing, Friday, weekend, baby. Do we see Sharp tonight? 
If we don't now, we're never going to. I thought you were done worrying about it. I'm not worried. Who said I'm worried about it? I asked my buddy Nick Roush a I question, I just, Justin. I, I, just, don't, I don't. Yeah, need your back per- the hell up, I don't Justin. Need, I, I don't just, need your permission I just to ask my buddy a question. I just don't want your brain to get in a pretzel. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. No pretzels here. No pretzels. I agree with that sentiment, Roush, before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Jerky McJerkson over here. If it wouldn't be tonight, when the heck would you do it? Right. I mean. You got to assume that Kentucky is going to have a chance to win. Ideally, comfortably. Vegas thinks it would be comfortably. But. He did his interview with Curtis Birch. Curtis did a great job because old old Shaden was not in the he was not being a chatty chatty Cathy. Uh, I would not expect him to. He does not strike me as a chatty Cathy, even though I've never heard him talk. Not not he didn't have a ton to say, but did open up as the interview went along. Still talking about playing next year at Kentucky, but. Does, you know, in his somewhat monotone voice, does seem excited for potentially getting out there if that happens. Been practicing. He's been, says he's basically been guarding everybody. It'd be nice. Have a long guy who can serve <laughs> like, on the perimeter. I've had to guard Dante a lot. I've had to guard Wheeler a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, you're guarding Wheeler. That's, you know, that's good. It's interesting. So I'd like to see him tonight because. Of course, we all would like to see him. I'm not going to get worked up about it, though. Right, Justin? That's right. Not worth it. Again, you can put him out there. He's not going to just instantly melt. He, If it, work, it doesn't work out, the stage is too big, he can't dribble the basketball, he can't hold on to the ball, can't help himself from stepping out of, out of bounds on the baseline or something, you can just take him out of the game. You don't have to worry about his eligibility. We don't. We don't need to envision Shaden Shaden Sharp playing in twenty twenty six or twenty twenty five, whenever it'd be. He will be in the NBA by then, long in the NBA by then. Mm-hmm. So go on and just put him out there. Could have easily done it at Kansas when you're up eighteen with like two minutes to go. When you're up twenty for the entire second half. Could have done it then. The atmosphere wouldn't have made him. Spontaneously pee his pants. Nope. It's a basketball game. It is a basketball game. He's played in a lot of them mm-hmm. throughout his life. And I would like to see him tonight as well. I'd, I'd just... And, and even from the Sharp camp, if it's like, hey, right now I'm projected a top 10 pick, it doesn't do me any good to go out there and do anything. It's not going to... Your stock is not going to kill you if you go out with two minutes and just run. But I'm not going to get worked up about it. Not getting worked up. Not doing that. And if it really doesn't happen, then I'm I'm right there with you, Roush. Where it's like, all right, it definitely to me would be a definitive that no way, no chance, forget about it. But I've told myself I'm already there. I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. A texter says, "Well, where were we? Um, Kings. Kings took Bag- Bagley over Doncic and Trey Young. Just a horribly run franchise. People forget that. Oh, that's not good. Nope. Not good at all. One texture on the Thornton's text line, 
502-414-1450 says, I just know they're going to rob Oscars National Player of the Year and give it to some dude from a five seed in the Big Ten who takes 19 shots a game. It, it's, I mean, the, the yeah, Johnny I Davis guess, from Wisconsin fits that bill. They'll probably be like a five-ish, six-ish seed. He's score a bunch of points a game. But if Oscar keeps rebounding like this, yeah. which he doesn't show any sign of stopping, he's going to be the best college basketball rebounder in like 20 years. At least. That's what I was going to say. It's just, if it keeps up at the level that we're at, where Oscar is averaging 16 and 15 on a top five team. That's crazy. 16 and In one 15. of the best conferences in America. Yeah, not a good look for LSU to lose to crappy Ole Miss last night. Yeah, that was a bad loss. Jeez, please, LSU, get your stuff together, Will Wade. I do think he is above the robbing phase if he keeps up with those numbers. Even if he finishes, you know, if he finishes fifteen and fifteen plus, it's just there's no way you can't give that on a top. There's no anybody else on a top five team any other year in college basketball is getting Player of the Year each and every time. So. While I guess nothing would surprise me, texter on the Thornton sex line, as it stands right now, I almost think he's immune to getting robbed because his numbers are so good. Now, if he has just, what, 10 games left, I think. Eight in February, tonight's number one, two in March. So he's got 10 games. He'd, he'd really have to fall off, though. It'll be interesting to see. A texter says, pretty glad we ended up with Wheeler and Grady instead of Carr and Justin Powell. Thank goodness Cal hates Kentucky kids. <laughs> so it turns out Justin Powell was not the most important recruit in the history of the John Calipari era. Wildly bad take. And there was a lot more people than there should have been that were criticizing the Wheeler edition. Not too many turnovers. Look at those! Look at the Georgia three, teams. Three point shooting. Uh, I will say it did. Um, I think it did take our brains a little bit to get used to the grad transfers, just from a development like fitting in with the team standpoint. You just assume that these guys have played a lot of basketball; they're going to be fine. But they had to learn their new roles. It they was did. almost like a team has to mesh, and yeah, that, that yeah. Notre Dame loss, and you can even maybe if, if Kentucky and Duke played tomorrow, or any Kentucky fans scared about that game? No, was any no. Kentucky fan nervous about losing? So you can almost chalk those two losses up to exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is there's transition periods, and as even to today, you hope that Kentucky's not playing its best basketball. You hope that that's right. in a month and a half. So well, and Grady in particular too, because he, he the, like the 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 iteration we're getting now feels like the great. His ability to handle the ball, he's become a pretty good on-ball defender too. Like he is really hitting his stride, yeah. and he—he's not just a shooter. That's he's, what it is. He's for not me. just a shooter defensively. Is and he's even you know kind of doing that runner a little bit more than he has been early in the season. Which get Grady the ball, um, but I, I do agree defensively. The whole unit, the backcourt, has all gotten better, and that's good because they needed to and. Hopefully they can do a good job on Pippen tonight. It's a good challenge for him. He's a tough – he can get to the rim. He's going to get so many just kind of bogus fouls, flopping his head, really animated arm flinging. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Kentucky's up for the challenge. Do you want to take our last break, come back, we can keep up at the Thornton's text line and whatever other shenanigans we can get into? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll be back. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Cow.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's doing well. We appreciate you listening. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We've got more text to get to, and I think we're going to do that now. Uh, I do want to mention a few things from the Senior Bowl. Uh, Marquand McCall, he's actually in Vegas for the Shrine Bowl. Two separate ones. McCall has been awesome out there. He got invited to the combine for his efforts. Um, really noticed in the analysis like how uh, little – I mean, they, it really is a meat market for some of these NFL analysts. Um, and also some of it's just ill-informed. Like he, he struggled to play because of his weight. And it's like, no, he had an NFL player in front of him for four yeah. years. Like you're just not doing your homework. Um, big surprise, PFF. Those guys. You really have it out for PFF. Really sliding down my rankings. Also have it out for David Ubin. That guy can suck it. He's His job is to cover the SEC, and he's just like, well, I'll cover the SEC except for Kentucky. Just completely omit them from everything I do. And he's supposed to be the SEC the SEC beat writer for the Athletic. He's terrible. Absolutely terrible in his job. Um, but I digress. I digress. Uh, because down at the Senior Bowl, uh, two significant updates. One, Josh Pascal, um is not there. He was supposed to be there. Uh, reached out to his camp, reached out to a couple people, and have just got crickets. So I'm assuming he might have tweaked that injury he had that kept him out of the Citrus Bowl. That's just assuming. We don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't derail his draft prep that much because I, I really think that Senior Bowl would have been a good opportunity for him to go from fourth or fifth to like third or maybe even second because he underrated as a prospect for his ability to to just wreck stuff in the backfield. So. Hopefully, um, it, it's, it's no significant setback at all in his draft prep. And then, meanwhile, Darian Kennard, he had kind of the play of the day where in, during senior bowl practice, uh, towards the end of a group session, they went, all right, we're going to go one-on-ones to end this. Best two out of three. Defense, you pick your best. Offense, you pick your best. In this first one, Kennard got mowed down. He lost to Florida State's Jermaine Johnson. Second one, he won. And then the third one, uh, Kennard stood him up. And then as he was shoving him off, gave him the finger wag. Like, no, no, no. Oh, it was, it was, he just told him to get the hell out of here. Well, the Kinde Matumbo? It was, yeah. In, in addition to like a get back to your side, you loser. And uh, the guys that lost the drill had to do push ups, which I just love the thought of like these like 22, 23 year olds. Because Dan Campbell is coaching this team for the Lions. He's the one who's. Hmm. Uh, all right, push-ups now. It's great. Well done, Kennard. He's going to get a lot of hype. And uh, we've already got people moving him into the first round as a potential Bengals selection in the NFL draft. So um, that's one to keep an eye on. I think you're going to see a lot of mock drafts with him going there. I know Bengals fans in the area would absolutely love it after watching him at UK the last few years. Dude was amazing. You don't get too many like him. Uh. I'd also like to add, we talked about Flores previously. He's supposed to be coaching the Senior Bowl. Oh. He, he was in New York this morning for that interview with CBS Mornings. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the dealio is there because it's it's Senior Bowl's not directly affiliated with the NFL, but the NFL works with them a lot, so might be a little awkward and <laughs> around there. I'm sure an All Star game could survive without a head coach, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of guys. 
But it, I mean, but it is like a big, uh, like you know this the Shrine game and the Pro Bowl, and then the I mean these are these are big big weeks for the NFL. So uh, good to see Kennard shouting though. I'm I'm sure this week if he keeps up the good work, he could end up being that late first round pick. Well, keep us updated. It's a big week for the Thornton Stex line because you all are sending in your messages, and we're going to read them right now. A texture says, pretty glad we ended up with Wheeler and Grady instead of Carr. Yeah, we read that one. Uh, Shaden Sharp interview on Behind Kentucky Basketball Podcast. He's playing tonight, lads. This is Oh, and let me say, he sounds absolutely thrilled. <laughs> so this is the text that kind of tipped me off to going and listening to the podcast, although I've listened to them in the past, but I did not know that they had one out with Sharp. So I went listened to it. Only 14 minutes. You can listen to it for yourself. Uh, the absolutely thrilled comment was obviously sarcastic. Uh-huh. So I was wondering if that guy actually thought that it was like definitive he was playing based on what he was saying. He still is optimistic thinking that. I didn't know if, you know, he just – he eventually kind of opens up and gets a little bit more excited about the conversation that they're having, but I think you could take it. I don't. I, I don't think you have to come to that conclusion listening, but it did. Uh, but you should listen for yourself. See what you think. But if it's not tonight, I agree with Roush. Just that would probably at that point you'd have nine regular season games left, and you'd have to wonder. Well, this, you're making all this stuff up as you go anyways. How many regular season games do you need to feel comfortable seeing him play in before you're ready to go put him in in a win-or-go-home situation, where whether it be SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament? You would think you'd need several, right? I would think. Would 10 be the magic number? Is four not enough? Is five, you know? So. Well, and this is usually when Cal, the time of the year, he tightens up his rotation. Exactly. Yeah. So it so doesn't seem... Doesn't yeah. really jive. No, it really doesn't. If it's not tonight, then that's probably our answer. Nine games left, including you still have a few easy ones in there, but still plenty of tough ones. Texter says, totally agree with Freddie's take on the Wolford. In my opinion, despite being loaded with talent, the offensive line underperformed this past year. They remained abysmal at pass blocking and never seemed to grasp Cohen's zone blocking scheme. All that combined with him not developing the young guys has me glad to see him go. The offensive line is the only question mark for next year's offense, and that mostly falls on Wolford. Tell you what, I didn't really like them, their performance in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, that also was without. I know. Yeah, you, but, you but had, like, it goes back to the development part. Like, maybe you should have had some guys ready to play tackle for Darren Rosenthal. You know, um, I'm trying to pull up real quickly uh, the sacks allowed because – um, yeah, Kentucky was middle of the road, actually. 25 sacks allowed, six in the SEC. Not bad. And that was with nine in the bowl game, or, or six or seven or whatever it was. Um, so I don't think they're pass blocking. I wouldn't call it abysmal. And I would also blame the running back some on the outside zone scheme. Chris Rodriguez doesn't see it very well. This is a fact. Um, wow, so I, I disagree slightly with the texture. Like, they, they, they played pretty well. Outside of that Chattanooga game when they just slept walk and just were not doing anything, I thought they did decent. But when you go to the bowl game, you should have had somebody more prepared for that situation. Also, Austin Dotson's just never going to learn how to pass block. <laughs> so kind of like some things you're just kind of stuck with. Texture. Um, they sent in, they said, this account has 3 million followers, LOL. And it was an Instagram picture on this Instagram account of Big Blue Drew's tweet about Dairy Queen. You know, when he went to Dairy Queen, you know the tweet I'm talking about. You don't know the tweet? I don't know. I think I know the tweet. This is old news, Roush. He 
he went to Dairy Queen and he was like, hey, I want to get a blizzard. And the guy was like, sorry, we're out. It was like a Snickers blizzard or something like that. And Big Blue Drew said, oh, it's not your fault. And big, and then the guy at Dairy Queen said, well, let me stop you right there. That's where you're wrong. I'm in charge of ordering this, and I've been slacking lately. <laughs> and it went, like, super viral. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mega viral. So Insta- and that's not the only Instagram account with a ton of followers that have done that, but three million, pretty big deal. Big Blue Drew, good social media. He also has my basketball shoes. I need those back, Big Blue Drew. I do not have an extra pair. He also needs to quit rolling his jeans. <laughs> He's gonna put like tacks in my shoes now if you don't stop. Big Blue Drew, quit rolling your jeans. Speaking of real ID passports, the Linden Post Office is hot garbage. Need a wow. passport by the end of the month? Well, why'd you wait till the end of the month, buddy? Yeah, so I made an I made an appointment, waited in line for a good thirty minutes just to be told they were understaffed and couldn't do passports today. Complete BS. Just walked into Walgreens instead and had everything ready to go in five. It saved my day. Just goes to show that everything ran by government is destined to fail. Never had a good experience with any government agency. I hate to hear that in Lenny Town. You know, things just move a little slower in Lenny Town. <sighs> That's what they call it. They call it Louisville's Paradise. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I actually saw um, an article that said Beachmont, most slept on neighborhood in the city of Louisville. In is Leo it, Weekly. Is it in the South End? Oh, of course. The Leo is still writing articles? Yeah. Wow. Well, they give out those awards that we never get nominated oh, for. I, yeah, cut that out because we may want some of the awards someday, Justin. <laughs> Wow, the Leo, one of my favorite art, one of my favorite publications. They had nice things to say about Beachmont. Yeah, did they mention you? No, they did not. They just said great place to live. I can read it verbatim if you want. You'd like you, how you many need. how many little small towns in America have the designation of like best small, best town, small town in yeah. America? I remember named some articles. Number one small town, southern town in America. I remember specifically the uh, the the time that Bardstown like beat out E Town for it, and they were like among the ten finalists, and they're really close to one another. Kind of rivals, you know, already. B- Bardstown greater than E Town. They just said suck it to them. Um, no, Beachmont is secretly the neatest neighborhood in Louisville. And this was a Bub Crown Weekly. <laughs> Texture on the Thornton. That's awesome. Good for Beach. There we go. We did it. Thanks, Leo Weekly. Now give us some more, damn it. If I took a drink every time I heard any UK player this year reference as the the shrawl that stirs the drink, I'd be passed out till Big Blue Madness. People say that? Yeah, you probably, I mean, more than almost any team in the history of UK basketball, you could say that about, you could say it about everybody. You could say it about Wheeler. You could say it about Washington. You could say it about Grady. You could say it about Sheboy. You could make a case for it, depending on how, because it's a generic phrase to begin with. It's a glue guy. So you could make it a case for like a Brooks or a Toppin as well, depending on where your standards are for the stall, the the stall, the shrod that twice now, the shrawl that stirs the drink. I agree with you, Texter. But who is, and you won't get this radio anywhere else, Mm. who is the definitive shrawl that stirs the the drink? Ooh, man, that's that's tough. Is I don't think you can say Tata Washington because he's just the star. Yeah, he is the drink. Yeah. 
And you can make the same case about Oscar. I would probably have to say Xavier Wheeler. Yeah, I think Wheeler's the straw for sure. The offensive straw. But you could make a case that if you don't have Oscar rebounding the ball. Oscar's the sugar that goes in the drink. Okay. You need the sugar for the drink to be good. I can't entertain it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't get penalized for being terrible at your job, why doesn't everyone become an official? You can make horrendous calls and still rough games. Job security is phenomenal. It's true. It does just seem like there's it would be so easy to make a fix on this. The only time I've seen somebody held accountable, like an official held accountable for their calls, was the crew that did the Bengals Raiders playoff game. They just got pulled from doing any future playoff games this year. The NFL seems like they have a pretty competent grading system and whatnot. And then TV Teddy got in trouble that one time, but that was more for like because he was standing over a player doing whatever he he did. But I feel like you could just make this national officiating organization and almost have it like a relegation promotion system similar to European soccer and other sports where you just have this like national committee of officials and you sign up by taking a class and you probably would have to have like regional cities where you do and each, you know, you'd have a new class each year. And then you could associate it through like high school, throughout different levels of colleges, maybe even up to professional and the people that get graded better get moved up. And if you get bad grades, you get moved down. And if you're not good at your job, you may worry, well, if people get moved down, they're just going to quit, and then you could have a referee shortage. But you keep rotating people in then. And if you're not good at your job, then good. You don't want them in their business anyways. No business do you ever want people not good at their job running it, except pro- producers and radio. Thanks, pal. <laughs> it was directed at Trevor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trevor. Don't he's, worry, he's I'm a just good bullying pro- the other one. He's a good producer, just not a good cat watcher. Oh, gosh. Texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, oh, I sent. This I sent, game was fixed. NCAA needs UNC and the tourney. Love those takes. U of L anon conspiracy theories. Those transfer rankings are fun to look back at. Goodman has Texas guys one, two, and seven, and thirteen. Oscar nineteenth. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh. I'll have to maybe save that for a rainy day. And it is raining, after all. Yeah. Goodman's spending a lot of time at Texas Tech. I say this. I've had just maybe one or two conversations with Goodman, and I wouldn't expect him to remember them in the slightest in person. It was nice to me. I think he's a good guy. His, his social media at times just comes off as like midlife crisis. Like the answer isn't more social media or tweeting, Jeff. It's less. He basically did. Uh, Texas, he, he did a Texas Tech men's basketball social media Twitter account takeover, essentially. Look how great everything here is at Texas Tech. Oh, but he didn't. You're just talking about his own Twitter feed. Yeah. Dork. Hey, second Longhorns, you lost. He said that it may have been the loudest atmosphere he's ever heard. Yeah, sure. Until the next one. <laughs> Texer says, the game is at 7 tomorrow, not 9. This is a clear example of the Mandela effect. If you've been listening to KRC, we've been at 7 all week because we were unsure about it and then happy to learn that it is 7. Going to bed early tonight, baby. Did the catwalker and deputy run into each other at the game on Saturday? If TJ was drinking, that could have been explosive. Furthermore, the deputy would have a black eye if it happened. TJ would work that fool. (laughs) We did not see Deputy Doofus, although I, I think... 
Well, no, at one I point I thought I... I saw him, and you're like, no, that's not him. Roush thought it was like this guy who's like 25, and I was like, no, I, I know he's a lot older than that. And you couldn't believe that he was like a 45 year old or 50 year old. Yeah, because he acts like a child on the radio. He says things that like we would say when we were first starting radio. Really, just dumb things. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, that's a good point. And guys, the elephant in the room, Roush had some onions to bring his wife to the game knowing Scooch, the wife slayer, was going to be there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Roush, where was Scooch and your wife at when you took that nap? Living dangerously, pal. That's why Scoots had to sit on the other end. Sat on as far away from her as possible. (laughs) And eventually, Brooke kind of sat just a few seats down anyways, as is. and Had to to stay away just to get the physical attraction. I didn't put two and two together, but that would explain it. I think you were wearing the, uh, what's the the cologne on Anchorman? The musk. The sex panther. (laughs) Sex panther. I think he was wearing sex panther, too. So he definitely was... On the prowl. You know, and I was I was always wondering why Roush leaned over to Brooke midway through the game and then she moved down those few seats. But mm-hmm. I guess it was to, I guess he was telling her, just act like you know those people. Yeah. I don't want you close to Scoots. Yeah. <laughs> that that did take some stones to bring her around Justin. Hypothetical, at this point in the year, would you rather have Shadon <laughs> I don't know if they intentionally spelled it Shadon or not. Shadon play the rest of the year and go to the draft? or not play this year and get him a full year next year. Stay cool, guys. Well, uh, definitely the latter. The latter, yeah. Yeah, definitely the latter. Because I think this Kentucky team... Pretty damn good. Now, maybe maybe that's just... Maybe that's cowardice thinking. Maybe Shaden, you add him to the fold this year, and he takes Kentucky to a whole new level, and, and it's crazy. If there's a guarantee that if he plays, it meant Kentucky went to a Final Four, then I'm definitely taking that. Even if it's only four at that point, It'd be 19 games. Well, 19 games is actually a lot of basketball games. If Kentucky wins the SEC tournament and the national championship, there's only 19 games left in this basketball season. you got to wow. soak them all up, everybody. 19 games remain. Um, if there's a guarantee that it meant tournament success, then, yeah, burn his eligibility, burn next season if that's what it means, and play him. I'm all for the moment. But if, if it's one or those two with where things stand right now, uh, I would take the latter. I am as well. Mostly, too. I, I know Kentucky's recruited well in that class, but to have that number one guy, it's good to know that you've got that number and one guy around. I don't know. I think it's absolutely crazy for a dude who hasn't played, maybe isn't going to play, to have him so high on these mock drafts. But these people know more, a hell of a lot more about basketball than I do. So you got to be a pretty darn good player, Roush, to be projected that highly. Yeah. Especially as somebody that's reclassified and is a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Good morning, guys. Colga Cat, question mark here. <laughs> Man, add Bruce Pearl hitting the Crimson Crane after beating Bama last night to the ever-growing list of rent-free, new money, poverty mentality movers for this Alabama team. Tell him, Colga Cat! I don't know how I feel about the nickname, but I love what he said, though. <laughs> I, I really like Koga, though. It's just it's unique. Unique New York. But, man, Bruce Pearl, what a loser. And, and just the rest of the college basketball world, there just needs to be this – everybody's in it together. There needs to be this alliance when Arkansas loses. Everybody on social Auburn. media just yeah. has to go to the, their page. Yep. <laughs> I'm in on it. You will, too. Uh, I, I really want Auburn and Tampa, though. I don't often, like, you know, normally anytime Kentucky loses, I hope they get to play the team again. 
Like the LSU game, I'm looking forward to. But in time, sometimes that mm-hmm. fire will extinguish. When you play him again, you're excited for the game, but you don't. It's not as just whenever Kentucky will get a chance to play Auburn again, I I will be so pumped up for that game. TC from Lexington says, "Hey uh, TC, old tiny arms, small bunny hops, Bates is out at Memphis. You love to see it. Is during the UK next season? All seriousness, I wonder how much he regrets that decision. Yeah, Amani Bates." Uh, yeah, but it wasn't the last update on Bates was like his trainer said he just needs to get healthy and he'll be back with Memphis. And then but he had to see a specialist. They said he's not expected to play. Uh, uh, let me get the exact uh, story here. Um, Jake Fisher reports sources Amani Bates will not play in the game on Thursday as his future with the program has suddenly come into question. Bates has been projected NBA draft prospect and had previous contact with overtime elite. But he can't go until 2023. Yeah, but I think there was an update after that of, like, his dad or somebody said he's seeing a specialist. He wants to be back at Memphis when he's healthy or something like that. Huh. Which could just be filler, you know. Yeah, BS, to buy time. But, yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, uh, things getting worse before they get better for Penny Hardaway. What a shame. What a shame. Oh. They, they still want all the smoke, though. John here. Good morning, fellas. Hey, John. Hey, happy Groundhog Day. I believe winter will be over sooner rather than later. About six uh, weeks. But to put my theory to the test, I've got a new Groundhog Day tradition. Either the game before or the game on Groundhog's Day will represent if winter will continue or not. All the cats have to do is win by 12 plus tonight, and if they do, then winter's over. If they don't, well, then put on six extra layer of clothes because it's going to be miserable. So the cats will win by 18 tonight, so spring will be starting early, my friends. Let's celebrate Wildcats Day. Well, got to go talk to you later. John. I wonder why, where the 12 came from, though. I thought he was just going to say if they won or lost. Then uh, it would be Groundhog Day. Don't ask questions. That's just the number. It's almost like employing business practices that focus solely on race indirectly, directly bolster organization, organizational inadvertent racism. That's a Wednesday. With Harbaugh all but confirmed, gone do we make the hard push for their offensive line coach. And due to our secondary struggles last year and the departure of an ace recruiter in Summerall, do we consider bringing back Klinkscale? I know the second is much longer shot, but I did like him at Kentucky. Roush? I doubt you would bring him back just because you don't have a vacancy there. Pretty simple. I don't think you're going to be firing guys to bring guys back. Um, and I think Clink, too, would also be pushing for like a DC-type role and like a lead recruiter kind of position. Could you just give him a made-up title that a lot of people end up getting? Yeah, I just – I don't know. I don't like – he, he left, too, because of the lack of upward mobility. Maybe that changes with Summerall out there. But it also sounds like Brad White ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I uh, I do think that the, the offensive line coach, that's a real possibility. Um, but that could be muddied up if they just decide to promote Gaddis – and I don't know if that'll happen this week or not. So we'll see. We'll see if they make that push or not. Classic stoops. We'll see. Texter says we need a mid east for places like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in the Middle East. It needs to be a Midwest Atlantic. Sounds Midwest like, like Atlantic conference U of L played in at some point. <laughs> What is more likely? Cal plays sharp. Trevor Stolen Cat is still alive. Scooter Dingus used to date the hot girl in the IU video. <laughs> uh, Scooter dated. Dingus used to date the hot girl. 
We don't have any. We're just taking your word for it. I mean, we'll get her on the show if you want. All right. I'm in. That'd be great content. Are you kidding me? Yeah, hey, I'm in on it. It'd be great. We start. Hey, do you remember the time you used to date Scoots? And so you used I'll, to date this? Yeah, we could find out some of your quirks. I'll have her post on the Facebook page, too. Uh, all right. Make it happen, Captain. Oh, man, it would be a good interview. <laughs> uh, texter, a texter says, I'm guessing the person complaining about Linden Post Office did not have an appointment for pictures, so don't blame the post office for sticking to their current policy. Wow. The fact you waited to the last minute to work on getting your passport earlier tells me you're a procrastinator. Let me reply for the Linden Post Office by saying, suck it. Wow! This is what I need right in the heart of my own neighborhood, a little Linneytown drama. Love it. We're going to post office or a passport person. You got to respond to that. Did you not schedule a, an appointment for picture taking? It's just a sleepy old town. I don't think they'd egregiously, you know, deny you. When I think of Lenny Town, I think of just people sleeping. It's a sleepy. Disease are rising it's into a, the air. It's a sleepy little town. town. And we don't, you know, we don't ask for much in Lenny Town. I bet the cat got ate by a coyote, which have been seen in Trevor's neighborhood. Oh gosh, and that's from Trevor's friend too. Again, did the cat get killed or did not? Did the cat not get killed? We need to know. Cat, you know what? A picture of Wara would solve all. You know what? That'd be it. A picture of Wara with Trevor in today's newspaper, <laughs> or maybe today's Leela Weekly. The Roush say I can read that forbatum. Yeah, forbatum. Love you, buddy. Oh, John again. Oh, to clarify, the reason why it's 12 is because winter will continue for six more weeks, and Kentucky can beat anybody easily by six, so I just doubled it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's true. Kentucky can easily beat anybody by six. I believe they will beat Vanderbilt by six. I think they will win by exactly 12 points, John. I don't know what that means, but I think it's going to be a 78-66 win for the Wildcats. Uh, the last few times we've seen this offense get into like fourth, fifth gear where they're just humming on all cylinders. I don't think we're going to get that tonight, Scoots. I think it's going to be cl- just the crowd's not going to be in it, kind of a sleepy game. But I do think ultimately Kentucky's going to win by 12 points. I, I think it's going to be closer than the spread indicates, but I, I have a little more faith in that. Give me 83-69. Oh, I was going 81-69. Nice. 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 So we're all got the Commodores to cover, which means Kentucky is definitely going to cover. Uh, all right. So supposedly Trevor's mom is the one that thinks the cat is dead, but it certainly <laughs> is missing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have found a carcass. Hey, there's no evidence. Okay. Okay. So they're just guessing that it's dead because it hasn't come back. Why wouldn't they guess that it just ran away? Well, maybe it's like, hey, this cat, I have my own house. It's in southern Indiana. How do I get back to southern Indiana? It's homeward bound. From Linneytown. The plot. Uh, we got one more text. I can see Hotel Girl's response now, so let me get this straight, Scooch. For $20, you want me to say we dated, and I'm the IU girl in the video. <laughs> it's pretty good. We're gonna need, <laughs> I don't mean this. We're going to need you to put on the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, cats. I got the Cats by 12. I don't expect it to be their best performance, but I won't really care. Just don't lose it. I didn't really care about the Mississippi State game all that much, and wouldn't you know it, Roush, they turned around just a few days later and had one of their better games at Kansas. So this one won't mean a ton for me, assuming UK just wins. 
and let's hope that they do it. We'll be back tomorrow to talk all about it here on Kentucky Roll Call. Be safe in all the weather if you're out traveling. This is KRC. I'm Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Cowell.